You're listening to WXXI News. I'm Beth Adams. The late actor and Fairport native Philip Seymour Hoffman is being honored by the Dryden Theater. WXXI's Daniel Kushner spoke to Hoffman's niece about his legacy. The life-size statue of Philip Seymour Hoffman was installed last year. Hoffman is cast in bronze and appears to be strolling toward the Dryden Theater at the George Eastman Museum. It wasn't until recently that the famous actor's niece and Monroe County legislator Carolyn Delvecchio Hoffman came to see it. She's still processing the loss. She says it's rare that she will even watch one of his films. Because I'm afraid it's going to change something, or I'm going to forget something, or, or the, the, the memory will evolve to something. Or it's just like, it's kind uh. of my... When, I have, when there's a loss for me, I kind of build an altar, and then I don't touch it, and I don't move it ever again. For Delvecchio Hoffman, her uncle's most enduring legacy will be as an important father figure in her life, and not as a famous actor known to the world. Because I gravitated towards him as somebody that I felt, felt safe with and that I could count on to be there for me. And, you know, that was not the case with all of the men that were in my life when I was a kid. Daniel Kushner. WXXI News. Eastman Museum's a tribute to Philip Seymour Hoffman continues through December at the Dryden Theater. There's more at Eastman.org. New York drivers could see a digital driver's license on their smartphones by the end of the year. Department of Motor Vehicles Commissioner Mark Schroeder says the technology has been available in a handful of states, and New York has been watching how they've rolled it out. We did go to several other states, and they were very frank with me, commissioners of DMV. They were very frank with me in terms of some unintended consequences, things that they hadn't thought of. Schroeder expects to make an announcement about New York's digital license program by the end of the summer. A pedestrian bridge in High Falls is closing this week for a major rehab project. WXXI's Randy Gorbin has that story. It's the Pont de Rennes, a bridge that dates back to 1891 and crosses over the Genesee River Gorge, running from Brown's Race near Mill Street over to Cataract Street on the other side where the Genesee Brewery is located. City officials say that bridge needs significant structural repairs to ensure its safety. In addition to the repairs, the city says a more dynamic public space will be created, including public art, plantings, and trail connections. The Pont de Rennes had originally carried vehicles as the Platte Street Bridge, but it was converted to a pedestrian bridge in 1982 and was named Fort Rochester's sister city, Rennes, France. A pedestrian detour will be posted, and that detour will be in place for a while. It's estimated the project will be completed in the fall of 2024. Randy Gorman, WXXI News. A proposal from Senator Kirsten Gillibrand would make it easier to file an extreme risk protection order, better known as a red flag petition. Sabrina Garone reports. Red flag laws allow anyone to file a petition to confiscate firearms from someone they believe poses a threat to themselves or others. Gillibrand says without legal help, this can be a lengthy and complicated process. They may not know the best ways to present evidence and meet this high burden of proof. And that can deter people from filing a petition or jeopardizing the success of their application. 
Gillibrand's flag act would provide $50 million annually to state and local governments to cover legal representation for the person filing and other tools needed to navigate the court system. For WXXI News, I'm Sabrina Garone on Long Island. One of the people who worked to bring the semiconductor manufacturer Micron to central New York says the state's commitment to renewable energy was one of the selling points. Kevin Eunice is CEO of Empire State Development. He says he was involved in the day-to-day discussions that led to Micron's pledge to spend up to $100 billion for its facility near Syracuse. The state has offered up to $5.5 billion in performance-based tax credits over 20 years. Eunice says there is limited wiggle room on job creation targets. So there is some flexibility within the incentive, but it's never a flexibility that allows them to get incentives they haven't earned. Eunice says it's unlikely that a project of this scope, $100 billion and 50,000 direct and indirect jobs could ever be replicated. But he says a framework is in place that could be used if needed. You can find more local news on our website, wxxinews.org.